What's up, fam, and welcome to the Most Normal Gamers Podcast, episode 79. Woo! We are recording on Wednesday, <laughs> December 23rd, 2020. I am one of your hosts, John Swanson. This week on the pod, we'll be talking about the Black Panther showing up, but probably not in the content you were anticipating. Also, we're curious how old you have to be to be a professional e-sporter. We might have a article alluding to the answer of that question later. And of course, it wouldn't be a video game podcast at this time without talking about cyberpunk. So we will, of course, yeah. <laughs> briefly touch on that. Uh, joining me today is AJ ID. What's up, bruh? What's going on, John? I'm doing all right. Today good, good. is the day. It's hol- what? What do you? It's not Halloween. It's, it's no, Christmas it's, Eve Eve. <laughs> it's, it's the Eve before the Christmas Eve Eve. Right? The Eve before yeah. the Eve. Right. And that other voice you hear would be none other than Angie Stellar Smalls. How are you doing? I am doing great today. I mean, besides the weather being pretty crappy here in Minnesota, but it's all good. What it is. I put together my fully electric snowblower that I'm kind of stoked to go use right after we get done recording this. It's yeah, battery powered. Nice. Yeah. Is that going to work? <laughs> I fucking hope so, man. But it <laughs> got really good reviews. Yeah, oh, it can be re- legit. So, and I'm okay with snow like around Christmas. Oh yeah, yeah. It's kind of expected. Yeah. Plus, right it on. makes you it makes you feel less guilty about playing video games. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're trapped inside. Video game season. Exactly. Well, we'll go through the lowdown real quick. If you want to be part of the conversation, or if you have a pressing question that you want us to weigh in on, feel free to hit us up at MN Gamers Podcast on Twitter. If you don't use Twitter, you can send us an email the old-fashioned way to podcast at MostlyNormalGamers.com, which is also our website, MostlyNormalGamers.com. You can go check that out and sign up for our newsletter, the Mostly Normal Monthly, or go to MNGamers.Substack.com, and you can sign up there like people are continuing to do, including my nephew. He oh, nice. Unsolicited, so I appreciate that. That's awesome. Yeah. Anyway... Let's get into what we're playing. Angie, what are you playing? I can hear your sticks. Oh, you can? Son of a... Uh, <laughs> what are you yeah. playing? <laughs> you'll, Angie, if you're going to be on this podcast, you'll find that you can't get away with playing games while you're podcasting. It's not possible. <laughs> I've done it. Have you? <laughs> a little bit, but only because I was like in the middle of a Hades run and I was like didn't want to stop it. Because sometimes if you stop it and pick it back up, it kind of like ruins the momentum of your... Play. Right, and that's why, like, yeah. I was, I wouldn't be playing right now if I wasn't in the middle of a horde, but I am. So here we are. Oh uh, well, yeah. There's not much you can do about that. What does well, that even mean? Is that Gears Five? Yeah, Gears Five. Do I'm doing the Jingle Juvies. Sweet. Yeah, it's pretty. Is awesome. that the? Did you get that DLC that they just released? I did. Yes, it is. So do you have to? Sweet. Do you have to pay for that, with, or is it included with Game Pass? Oh, it's included with Game Pass. So, I mean, you that's shouldn't have cool. to pay for it if you have Game Pass. So, PC or nice. Xbox, that's you're, you got it. Is that what you're currently playing? Currently, yes. Yeah, and then it has 20, 20 waves. I'm on wave 15. So, once it's over, then I'm going to stop. <laughs> Dude, I hope you make it. So far, so good. This is another boss wave that's coming up. But, um, but yeah, I like it because I'm, I'm a holiday you know, type of person. So when they have holiday themed games, like I'm totally down for it. Like I'm trying to get the, the Santa Marcus. Okay. Skin. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That's Maybe dope. I should, cause I played the, uh, like 
vanilla gears five. Oh, okay. And it was good. Yeah, I liked that game quite a bit. Yeah. Um but uh I didn't really get into horde or anything. I haven't yeah. been until recently and my brother got me into it because he was so hyped about it and it was like, okay, I kinda have to play. Word. Yeah, it's way better if you know other people who are playing, so maybe I'll yeah. hop in. You can uh, chaperone me one of these days. Oh, for sure. Um, Carry him. <laughs> Show him the ropes. While Angie's trying to kill off hordes of whatever they're called. What are the Sa- Well, scions are right now. Oh, but they're almost scions. Yeah, they're almost dead. Dude, this must be what it's like to like not be a gamer and hear people talk about games in general because I have no, I've never played Gears at all. Really. Yeah, so it's like you guys are speaking a different language right now. Interesting. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know. But, Dude, we yeah, should uh, do a stream with you playing through like the Gears series. Because I played the first oh, yeah. three, I think. Maybe the first two. I don't That's remember. Idea. Do they have like a remastered version or something? Because I don't really want to play a game from like... Yeah, I think they do. I think they do. Well, then you got the Xbox. Don't you have the X, One X? Yeah. I bet yeah, it's series, right on series that, X. Is that what it is? No, no it's the Xbox. One oh X. yeah, yeah. I I got the yeah. I guess what I got. Project Scorpio. Dude, this is gonna be so confusing for such a long time. The in between like generations. Oh yeah. I couldn't even say it. <laughs> yeah. Because you get everybody's gonna be like, you mean the Series X? And you're like, no, seriously, the One X. I know what I'm talking about. That's what I have. <laughs> I know what I'm talking like, about. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I guess I've been mostly playing Cyberpunk. I realized that they're kind of being dragged through the fire for lots of good reasons on Twitter, but I can't stop playing this game. And it's almost, it's, it still crashes almost like it. Now it's like every two hours. If, I think like, I don't know how video games work at all. So this could be completely just blowing smoke, but it's almost like as you play it, like is remembering everything you do. Like, remember that bug that Skyrim had, like every door that opened stayed open and it like, acknowledge that it was open and eventually like the game just couldn't work because every door was open and it was like overloaded it feels like that like things are just like being built up and then it just gets to a point where it can't run anymore and it crashes and then it like starts over once you reload it (laughs) right on Um, but i don't know if that's how it works it's just like it seems like that because it's like after a time i'll do a bunch of quests do some stuff and then it just crashes so it's um, like, like every couple hours you're experiencing a game-breaking bug, or is it every couple hours you notice something that's whacked out and not as it's supposed to be? No, like the game runs almost perfectly when it's running. Okay. It just crashes completely. It's not even like a game-breaking bug. It just crash and like blue screen or gray screen now, whatever it is. So that's why I'm not really like, I don't have a lot of complaints about it. Like the crashes are annoying, yeah, but like it's only like thirty seconds. It's a PS5, you know, it loads pretty quickly, and I, I haven't lost any progress at all, so everything's been fine so far. Cool. Um I did run into one game breaking bug yesterday for the first time. Game breaking bug, okay. Meaning like I was supposed to talk to this guy and he was standing there. Um, but there was like no it just like wouldn't trigger the quest. Like because in this game, you don't actually have to hit a button to talk to people. Sometimes you'll just walk up and you get close enough and they like start talking. It's actually kind of cool. Okay. I like it. Um, but he just wouldn't. So I, I looked on Reddit and somebody had found a fix where they had to like load a save before you call this woman who's in the quest. 
and then fast travel to this like location where you first meet these uh these mailstorm guys like one of the very first missions ever so you load the save behind where like before you call her fast travel to this place walk up to this certain door and then call her and then and it works and it totally worked so i was able to like with some weird finagling that i have no idea how these people figured out um i was able to get get the quest through and completed and it I made me really happy because it was a really fun quest and i was like damn this is the first time I actually can't finish something, but but I got around it. All right. Nice. Well, it doesn't sound like it was too bad. No, it wasn't too bad. What uh, what class did you go with? Or backstory? I picked the... I'm forgetting what they're called right now. The Outlanders. Nope. So nomads. I'm like... I Yeah, the Nomad. Well, I think... Yeah. I picked the Nomad. <laughs> So yeah, I grew. I started out in like the outside, and I really liked that way of starting because you could like see the city, and it was kind of like exactly how I was experiencing it, you know, like coming in for the first time. So that was cool. I've talked about Cyberpunk like three weeks straight, so I'm gonna move on right now to Haven, which I actually reached out and saw to see if Angie wanted to give this a try before I knew what it was about. But it's about um, so if you. Angie, uh, that wasn't like hinting at anything if you looked at what it was, because the game is a co-op game with like two lovers that go to a planet together. <laughs> All right. And, yeah, so I ended up playing it with my girlfriend for a little bit, and it's really cool because like it's almost, mm, I don't know, like a walking sim, as they say, where it just like has text dialogues and they're like sitting there talking with each other. But then you go outside to like collect food and energy and stuff, and they do this awesome like traversal of this beautiful landscape where they they like hold hands with each other and like cruise like super fast speeds through like this like awesome like purple and blue grass and it's just like really chill and like really easy and the music is cool and it's beautiful to look at and it just does some really cool things with the dialogue options too because each person has their own thing and you both have to choose the same one so like uh with the person you're playing with you kind of have to figure out like like decide together like what to say and and it's like kind of fun to be playing like a game with somebody on your couch yeah snuggling up (laughs) sure i mean it does Mm -hmm. looking at the at the pictures of it and the little bit of video that i see it does look pretty freaking sweet and i know you see what you're talking about when you're just kind of gliding through the the grass and stuff it looks really sweet the colors are beautiful. Yeah, it's super it's super pretty. The it does this weird thing where each person can control it at the same time sort of. So like it's a little bit almost like shocking to my system when like all of a sudden they move a different direction that I, I didn't press. Like what are they doing? Oh yeah, I forget like Sarah also has control over these people oh, at the same time. That can get kind of confusing. What kind of make makes me like a little bit sick when I'm not driving the thing. Cause I'm like watching all this motion that I don't know where it's going to go, you know? Yep. So there's that, but I highly recommend it. It came out just this month. It, uh, it has like a weird staggered release. It came out for windows, PS five, Xbox one, Xbox series X on December 3rd. And then PlayStation four and switch are set to come out in early 2021. Oh, okay. Uh, it's developed by the game bakers. Which is a cool name. That is a cool name. Cool. 
I think it's on Game Pass. Too. Yeah, I was going to mention, I did that dumb thing again where I bought a game that it's on Game Pass before Dude, checking. <laughs> I I hate saying this, but like I've almost stopped buying a lot of indie games mm-hmm. for that specific reason because I've purchased so many on my Switch because that's kind of like my indie machine. And it still is because the Switch is portable and I like playing on it. But mm-hmm. like it's hard to think of buying a game and then two weeks later it shows up on Game Pass. So yeah. I was like downloading and and I saw that it was like Game Pass. I was like, oh shit. Yes. But well, the good news is you can get them trophies, bro. Yeah, it's true. So that's good. We already got some. Angie, are you as obsessed with your gamer score as I am about trophies? Yeah, I've heard that the the infamous trophy snatcher that you are. Uh, no, I am not. But um, I used to be very much so because I seen when I was younger, my brother like his gamer score was just up there and I was like I want a high gamer score too so I would try to get up to his level and it just well, I'd never caught up and I was like I'm just done I'm just gonna get it if I get it <laughs> that's good I, I should probably I don't know hopefully one of these days it'll go away because it impedes my playing of games sometimes because I'm like well I'm not gonna get trophies for it or I wait till it's on ps5 to play it or ps4 rather so I don't know. One of those weirdo things. <laughs> Anywho, speaking thing. of trophies. No, it's not the worst. And it's I, it's kind of funny because it makes me sometimes wonder because it's the motivation I use to play a lot of games and see a lot more than I would otherwise. Like Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Like I beat the shit out of that game over and over again. Like just kept playing it because I wanted to get the platinum trophy, but also because I enjoyed it. So it gave me a reason to go back. Whereas I don't think like if you think back to the ps2 for like days or pre-trophy ps3 days like we didn't really have an external drive to do those things other than just like liking a game Mm -hmm. which yeah anyway speaking of assassin's creed i'm about like 50 hours i think in the ac valhalla oh for real that's so good yeah i'm really digging it it's aj i can see why you suggested to chris a couple weeks ago that you would maybe think about recommending he play AC Valhalla over Odyssey. Yeah. I don't know that I completely agree, but I, I'm also like a fantasy nerd. Like I love fantasy novels, like not only like George R. R. Martin, but Patrick Rothfuss and Brandon Sanderson and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I honestly think the writing in this game is like fit for a novel like yeah it's it's really good and the stories they tell and the twists that it takes like i'm very impressed with it it's very engaging i like the differences between odyssey the only things that really get me are the fact that you can't trade in your equipment or sell it for anything you can't on valhalla see i that's no we differ on that because i actually prefer that over because the problem with odyssey was is you just were inundated with so much shit constantly that it was like yeah there was no point to have like a uh, an outfit or a build because you were just finishing all at least until they added the transmog yeah yeah (laughs) but Uh, i see what you mean because there that is nice but but yeah i almost prefer that i like just searching for the materials and upgrading them and they look different when you upgrade them like way cooler so yeah that's different too what frustrates me though is like so you start with upgrading things with copper and then nickel and then gold. Mm-hmm. And like you, as you're going, you 
keep collecting copper and nickel or silver. Yeah, yeah. nickel, nickel ingot. And yeah, but you can't do anything with it other than upgrade armor that you're not wearing. Like it encouraged, like that's in, basically a reason for you to upgrade armor you wouldn't otherwise. But like, you can't sell like nickel ingot for anything or copper for anything. You just hold on to it. So like I'm going to these areas, like trying to find gold so that I can upgrade my like armor set that I enjoy, Mm -hmm. like, or currently have equipped. And I end up with nickel ingot and it's like, okay, well this is pretty much useless to me. So why am I even doing this? You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I found that a bit frustrating. That's probably the most frustrating thing, but I do really enjoy the story and the gameplay is kind of, it's, I don't know, good old Assassin's Creed, man. I don't know. I feel like they've figured out a pretty solid formula by now. Yeah. It's awesome. I love that game. I'm excited to go back to it and play way more because I was kind of mainlining the, I don't even know, honestly, which one's the main story. There's like three main stories, but like the main, main story, I guess, with like your brother. Um, that's the one that I was just like focusing on. So when I go back, I'm going to have a ton of like side, like little mystery things to do. So I'm looking forward to that. I mean, you and I were talking to Gruchi like a week or so ago, and he is a complete, like a completionist when it comes to these games, not just platinum trophy, but like everything on the map. Yeah. And I can't even imagine, dude, with this game, there is so much like, you're talking about like three or four hundred hours if you wanted to do like every mystery and every artifact and every yeah. little thing this game yeah. has. Like it would take forever. And I don't understand like back to the cyberpunk thing. Like I quit playing that game because I got it wasn't game breaking, but I think I've just become like somewhat of a snob already on PS5. Like yeah. playing AC Valhalla and seeing the graphics on that and going back to a PS4 game is just kind of like meh. Mm-hmm. I guess I know exactly what you mean. And uh, then my car, like I, the first car I hijacked in Cyberpunk 2077, like radically flipped, like off universe, like <laughs> into the middle idiots. of fucking nowhere. Like I have no <laughs> idea what was happening. Were you in it? And I, yeah, I like literally hijacked it, sat in the car, and it flipped like fucking crazy <laughs> off world, like into the abyss, and. I have no idea what the fuck happened. So I was like, yeah, maybe I'll come back to this later. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't remember what my point was in saying that. But Well, speaking of bugs, Gruchi has a game-breaking bug in Valhalla. He can't continue on with the, the main story. In Valhalla? Yeah. And oh, wow. He's just like waiting for a fix. It's like oh, that after he talks to the lady, I forget her name, but like the map lady in yeah. like the main settlement, he just can't sure. move. Oh, wow. So he, like, can't, he can't have her, like, select the, like, a certain region. Every time he selects to, like, go for that region, it, like, just freezes him. <laughs> Interesting. Has he reached out to Ubisoft about it? I don't know. He shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're usually pretty good. Yeah, I, Like, it does definitely have bugs, for sure, because it's a massive, huge game. But to think this game, it's probably been in development for more than two years, but uh, if you think about Cyberpunk and how long that was in development versus this game and how massive this game is and how much fewer and further between the bugs are and few of them game-breaking from what I've heard. Like yeah. Most people are able to play AC Valhalla without... Dude, I saw a comparison between Cyberpunk 
and Death Stranding, and it was unbelievable, like how much better Death Stranding looked. I guess I'm not sure if they were both on PC or both on PS4, but on yeah. between Cyberpunk and Death Stranding, is that yeah, and Death Stranding just looked like perfect. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it was like way less people and developed in three years versus like a yeah. thousand in eight years. I don't know. Enough um, about Cyberpunk. <laughs> he's like, I guess for now, anyway. For yeah. now. The other thing I've been playing is a game called Trials of Mana. I am not. It came out earlier this year. I think it's a JRPG that's action instead of turn based. Kind of reminds me of like Nino Cooney. It's really fun. The uh, characters move in a very like floaty kind of way. Like it's kind of like they're jogging in place, but slightly moving forward. But at but moving at a walking pace. If that makes sense. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Like so, they, you know what I'm saying. Which is really weird and hard to get used to, but other than that, it's uh, it's cool. Super Japanese game that uh, I'm guessing Chris will have some a history with try with the Secret of Mana and those games. So maybe I'll talk about it more next week when he's. Are on. you into JRPGs? Uh, I don't like anything that's turn based. I'm not really all four but i'm game for like i played xenoblade chronicles 2 on the switch a couple years ago i didn't finish it but i put like 65 hours mm-hmm. into it so any game that's any rpg that's turn-based or not i'm sorry that's action oh yeah i'm game for and so if i hear uh jrpg is good and it's actiony combat then i'm all for it it looks dope is it like final fantasy 7 combat uh can you switch between them Yes, you can. That's cool. And it, yeah, it's like on the fly too. It's very uh, responsive. I was super impressed with that. And you can pick your uh, party to three members. There's like eight characters to select from. Mm-hmm. And you start with your main character and your main character's backstory. And then you actually encounter your next party member like throughout your journey. And you can play their backstory up to that point. And then the same thing with the third one, which is really cool. I don't, I'm not sure how that would work out with all the other characters that you can play. Like there's, there's definitely some replayability there. If you really wanted to figure out like what was the backstory of each character and every character has a different motivation for wanting to do the things that they want to do. So um, it's pretty cool. It's also, I got it on switch, but it's on sale on the PlayStation for the holiday sale they got going on for like mm. 20 bucks, I think. And so. you, any the three characters you choose from, you meet up with them at different points in the, in the game as you're playing it. That's so, I like that. Yeah, I agree. Like and Path Traveler or whatever, sort of. Yeah, I've never played that. Because you have but to play like everyone's individual story. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. This one you don't have to. Like I did with the first character that I came across that was my other party member but then not the second one because it doesn't really do anything other than give you you actually play their backstory so it's a little bit longer than if you were to uh just watch their backstory Mm. or a montage of their backstory basically so um but it's it's cool if you like action rpgs and uh jrpgs it's definitely a good one to check out awesome Angie, did you fuck up that horde or what? Uh, I didn't. I mean, my my team did. No. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, we failed at oh. wave sixteen, I believe it was. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's all because we were boss. asking you questions. <laughs> yeah. It's our well, fault. I didn't. Just, I didn't totally think that fault. all those waves would take. I started it, 
at 5.15. So I didn't think it would take that long, but it just took forever. Are the boss waves every five? Yeah. Okay. Yep, every five. And uh, we I think I was doing it on advanced. Oh. So, I mean, it wasn't super hard, but was... when people are just running around like idiots, then yeah, that it becomes more difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those games you have to be super coordinated as a team in order to uh, beat it down. Kind of like zombies on blackouts or whatever. yeah it helps definitely but you know some some matches you get you hit gold and it runs really well some matches you just have to suck it up and try again <laughs> such is life yeah is that all you've been playing or have you been playing anything else gears gears 5 and to my switch been playing luigi's mansion 3 I'm playing those oh two. sweet Remember last I listened last week, I drove back to Nebraska, so I had a lot of time to listen to podcasts on my way to and from. Oh yeah, that is a lot of time. Yeah, where are you at on the uh, Luigi's Mansion? Oh man, floor? the the bosses are pretty awesome. I'm I'm looking at the details of them, and it's pretty interesting the types of characters that they're throwing at you. Um, I just finished floor eight, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, and I'm on floor nine now. I think nice. floor eight was the the level of the like Hollywood scene. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I think seven. I remember that one taking me a while to figure. Yeah. Out. Well, and the the garden one was actually it was really pretty to to do that one. Um, it was interesting to have you go to a floor and then there's four floors within a floor, so you kind of have to like work around the huge plant in the middle of the the room. But um, no, it's yep. really it's really fun. I like it, and I in this game I. I am really intricate where I'm like using the vacuum and using the, the googie and all of this, all the things I can get to get all the money and the gems that I can find without using any help. This is the only game I do that with <laughs> so far. Right on. Yeah. That, I remember the one frustrating thing about that game. Cause I played uh dark moon dark. Yeah. On my two DS this, this last Halloween, like 2020. Halloween. <laughs> nice. Um, Having played uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 on my Switch last year, and that game gives you a little bit, like Dark Moon gives you a little bit more to do with your cash that you find floating around, whereas like that's definitely a lackluster feature in Luigi's Mansion 3. Yeah, there's like three things you can buy, and it's kind of not worth it. So it's you just have a bunch of money just stowed away for no reason, I'm realizing, but I, I want to collect it anyways for some reason. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's impossible not to. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't change the fact that I like still tried to find every little nook and cranny that had coins and dollar bills. Gold bars. For sure. Because it's, it's fun to like suck up curtains and sheets and shit. And then just like, there's just something satisfying about that. I, and money. The, I want to vacuum Right. Money. Well, at the, sure. in the garden room in the, or the, the level anyways, you find a saw in one of the rooms and that thing, you can't take it out of the room, which is frustrating, but. I destroyed that room with that saw. It was so fun. <laughs> I haven't got to that part yet. I've, I have this game too. I just haven't played it in a, very much. It's, it's pretty fun. Oh, you haven't finished it? No, I don't know why. I, the only game I play on my Switch right now is Hades, and it's killing me because I can't uh, beat the final boss, dude. It's like every run I make it to the final boss. Oh, oh, oh I'm hacking into the stream. Oh, hey. no. What up? Oh, no. <laughs> Dude, that's so weird. I said Hades' name three times, and then Chris shows up. Ooh. <laughs> if any podcast says the word Hades three times in a row, I'll hack into it with my Netrunner skills. 
That's actually perfect timing. Yeah. If you want to talk about uh, anything that you've been playing lately. Well, I, I want to comment. It sounds, I was overhearing a discussion about, I think Luigi's mansion uh, three yep, and yeah. how yeah. there's just money everywhere. And then the stuff that you can spend it on is meaningless. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> definitely picked up on that energy with like the f- little bit of that, that I did play. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what have I been playing? Hi. Hello everyone. I'm uh Hey, Merry Christmas to all of our listeners who celebrate Christmas or happy holidays to those who don't, Um, because this is coming out on Christmas, I think. Yeah, Uh, Christmas Day. I feel like I'm jumping into a pool that's full of sharks, and I feel like you probably already said all this stuff. I played Doom Eternal off of your wonderful recommendation, Angie, and I think I'm right at the end of the third level. Yeah. I don't like the flamethrower or the grenade launcher, and I don't think they should have added them to the game. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> they, I think they could have tweaked it better than it is. I agree. Um, it's not very user-friendly, to say the least. But I think they – I like the features. I like the grenade launcher because, I mean, it brings me back to the first time playing the original Doom. But I think they could have done a better job with it. The thing that I'm struggling with is I'm – this is the first like single player shooter that I've played on a computer really in a long, long time. Uh-huh. And I'm still learning how to be a WASD mouse and keyboard person. And my brain wants to hit F to use the flamethrower. And I think it's assigned to R and it just, there's a lot of, a lot of misplays happening on my part. Cause there's so many different abilities to keep track of that my brain just kind of breaks trying to remember which key on the keyboard is what, which makes me feel stupid. <laughs> um, but that game runs so well. It's really, really beautiful. And it is like that, like just visceral fast paced, like, like you were saying la- like last week, like gory, gory doom fun. And it like, it did take me straight back to doom 2016. Yeah. I, in my experience, I don't know if this was how it went for you. Like that first level, like was way more involved than I remember the first level of doom 2016 being to the point where it almost felt like it was a direct continuation of the previous game. Yeah. It kind of just jumps you right into it, which I didn't anticipate, but I liked after beating it. So I, I guess it just, if somebody just started this game, not playing any of the other ones, they'd probably be a little overwhelmed, but I liked yes. it from playing the previous ones. There is no reason not to play Doom 2016 first because that game is perfect. The other thing that's kind of throwing me off is like some of the exploration stuff, like the 3D platforming sections feel like they're like leaning really, really heavily into that in a way that like that felt kind of like a side part of Doom 2016. And in this, it feels like it's like half of the game is like navigating these 3d spaces as if it was a 3d platformer in first person. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not, that's not something that my brain was expecting from a a follow-up to doom. And there's kind of this whiplash feeling of like in the firefight moments, I feel like I'm slamming on the gas pedal, like with a lead foot. And then it slams to a complete stop when you're doing the platforming sections in terms of like the momentum and the pace of the gameplay. Um, yeah, zero I, to 60. And then back to zero is yep. what I think. And like, yep. I don't, that doesn't feel good, <laughs> but I, I want to stick with it. 
and I would have stuck with it had my friend not surprise gifted me Cyberpunk 2077 for PC for Christmas. And so I was hoping to try and hit, um, my understanding is like there's a big title splash screen, like maybe six hours into 77 uh, for Cyberpunk. And I think I'm like right before that, but I didn't quite get to it before uh, before needing to go to work today. So, hey, I don't want to dive too deep into this conversation right now because it's like a super serious topic, but I want you to pay attention to how much they talk about suicide in this game and tell me how you feel about it because it's like a ridiculous amount, I feel like. So, okay. Um, yeah. Which game? Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. Oh. Um, just like the one thing that I did catch, and I don't know if I, it, the thing about that, so AJ, have, we, have you talked Cyberpunk yet on the, on this episode, sorry, I don't. A little bit, okay. Like a little bit. very, very small amount. <laughs> um, I haven't played enough of it to like have a strong opinion. I'm playing it on hard, like the third out of four difficulties. I th- I don't know if it has a different name than hard, but like I'm playing it on difficulty three out of four. I want to be a cool hacker, and I just feel like I only ever shoot people. Yeah, it's expensive to get the the upgrades for the cyberware too. Like I've already beat the game and I don't even have like all of the like body parts upgraded or whatever. My other question is, I don't know if this is like spoilery, but like, so I picked the street kid background. Mm -hmm. Do you, how quickly do you start hanging out with Jackie? Almost like right away. It's like the first it's, it happens in the Badlands, but, like, I had to do, like, one mission, I think, before... Like, my mission in the Badlands was, like, to meet him. Okay, and that I think that's a similar... Like, I think maybe I had a different mission to meet him, but I feel like mm-hmm. I met him at the end of a mission. And, like, you got that... Like, I think I tweeted about this um, a- after playing it, but, like, you got that cool montage moment with him as well. Yeah, yeah. So, like, they have three different backgrounds for you to choose from that then funnel you immediately into the same storyline. And the only reason this stands out as a problem to me is I just randomly picked up Dragon Age Origins and started a character in that for the first time. Mm -hmm. I'm playing it on Game Pass. It's through EA Play. And my girlfriend got really excited about it and was like, oh, I want to start a character too. And she picked, so I picked like a human warrior from the high highborn background like the noble background and she picked an elf mage or wizard or whatever they're called and there's only ever like the you're a mage background completely different starts of the game for like apparently for like several hours but at least the first hour of the game that i like saw both of us play just completely different may as well be a different video game and so you're talking about Dragon Age Inquisition. Dragon Age Origins, so like the one from 2009. Oh, Origins. Oh, gotcha. Um, gotcha. And like to me, the fact that like AJ and I's experience of like we picked different backgrounds and we're doing the exact same things for the first six and a half hours of this game, other than this one maybe like tiny intro mission versus yeah. this other experience with Dragon Age Origins has made me be like, what did picking this different background do other than give me like access to street kid knowledge for certain dialogue options. Yeah. The, I think yeah, it, the dialogue options are mainly the difference. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't even change your stats or like how you can attribute them or anything. I don't think. Does no. It? Um, but yeah, I do. I think it I had messaged you, Chris, cause I, 
after listening last week for you to play Dragon Age Inquisition because it's so freaking fantastic. And it's it's similar to what you're saying about Dragon Age Origins. Yeah, I actually um my hope is like once I get through some of like the bigger stuff that's felt like pressing on me to play, um, is just to like dedicate some time to play through that trilogy because I think it might be a home run for me that I've just been sleeping on too long. It's so good. I only oh, played Inquisition sure. to be Frank, me too. But I loved it. Yeah. And I banged like everybody, like the weird dead kid or whatever. I don't even know what he was. <laughs> AJ sounds very more. I'm shocked that you did that. So <laughs> Angie, do you ever play like Western RPGs, like the Fallout's or the the Bethes- or Bethesda's or the Bioware's or any of those? A few, like so Fallout. I tried once for a little bit. Wasn't really into it. But I did on the Switch just find like a Fallout Shelter game. I think you just kind of like ramp up the shelter itself. I don't know how it's going to go. That game is pretty fun. It's also on mobile. It came out originally as like a free-to-play mobile game. Yeah. Um, And I got pretty into it when it first came out. And I think they've like continued to support it for a really long time and added a lot of features to it. Okay. Because I I was checking out it. I was like, well, maybe it'll be fun. Maybe not. We'll just see how it goes. But I haven't been really too much into them but maybe it was the story itself or the game that I was playing specifically. Cause I think I started like fallout two, three, but yeah, two, two. Okay. Cool beans. Guys, I found my year before we move on to news. I found my Nintendo switch year in review. Oh, I, I have mine too. Oh, yeah. I've played 628 hours. Holy cow. Holy shit. That's a lot. And 52 games. <laughs> that's like, that's more than I played in 2019. I was in like the 500s in 2019, apparently, um, which seems inconceivable to me. This year, I think I was like 290 hours on it. What was your number one game? Oh, how do I, I guess I deleted it before. Wait, hold on. Uh, my most played games by hours. Is, wait, does it have the number one? It has like five listed. Okay, it's um f- the big one in the top left would be the number one, I think. Okay, well, I guess Animal Crossing then is in the top okay. left. Somehow Pokemon Shield is my number one, even though I played, that was also my number one game in 2019. Yeah. It's Animal Crossing, Hades, Valkyria Chronicles 4, Children of Morta, and Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Dang. I got Hades at number three, Animal Crossing at number two, Link's Awakening at four, and Ring Fit at five. They called me a Nintendo fan. Because I think all of the, all, four out of five of those are Nintendo published. Anyways, nice. um, I, I the other thing I want to point out is like, and I'm I'm again, I'm only a couple of hours into the game and haven't even hit the title splash yet. This game, Cyberpunk 2077, just feels like the most visually fit like the highest visual fidelity version of a fallout or a skyrim i've ever played yeah but it like distinctly it just feels like another one of those games i like can't stop playing it it's it's like growing on me the longer i play it like i am really enjoying just like changing my clothes and stuff Like, I don't even wear the best, most, like, high-powered stuff. I, like, wear things that make me look cool. <laughs> I wish that those two things were the same because yeah, I found such a cool jacket in V's closet. And then, like, immediately I'm like, well, I guess I can't wear that anymore. <laughs> um, but I've been trying to do some of the crafting to, like, level up the stuff. I think it's going to – I'm really curious to see how it opens up once I get, like, further into the game. 
Well, what do you think, Ash? Should we talk about some news? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it up. Anyway, Kotaku has an article that one of you fools put in our Slack news channel that I thought was pretty interesting. There's not a ton of news this week, and I thought these there's a couple stories that are kind of funny. We took this one from Nathan Grayson over at Kotaku, but uh, Team 33, is it, signed an eight-year-old yeah. to their professional Fortnite league? Is yeah. It? yeah, it's or a, I guess it's they're a Fortnite. Team 33. But the, apparently he's also going to be training in Overwatch or something else, too. Anyway, this whole story, which is a long story, so if you're interested, go over there and give it a click and read it. Um, because it goes in, the story is mainly about whether or not it's legal to have an eight-year-old. And I think they decided that because his mom is cool with it, and it doesn't really classify as like a job or work somehow, so uh, they don't mind. Um, and there's also a really funny quote here that um, it says, as part of the phone call alongside his mother and Gallagher, Dean was exceedingly shy and unable to fully answer most questions because he is an eight-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was so true. Like, can you imagine, like, he's like some savant at Fortnite, but he's still an eight-year-old. So, like, he doesn't have, like, normal human, yeah, he's, he's normal grown-up, like... <laughs> Which I just think is so, so amazing. By the time he's 15, he's going to be washed up and like out of the league. Exactly. <laughs> What's happening here? I think this should be illegal. I don't know why, but it doesn't feel right to me. I don't see really anything wrong with it, but also it feels a little exploitative maybe or something. Um, maybe by the parents. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know. It feels wrong. <laughs> His mom says in the article that school comes first, but also like... I mean, you could really say anything here, I guess. And I I mean, yeah, it seems really wrong. And it, I agree with you. It seems exploitative because why would you... I mean, I'm sure there are other people who are equally as skilled out there at Fortnite and whatever you're looking for. Yeah, there's so. plenty. There's no reason for an eight-year-old. <laughs> the team is also exactly. apparently about to sign Ty Dolla Sign's daughter, who's 15. Stop. I don't know. I... Working in youth work, like this feels really gross to me, mm-hmm. but you know, maybe the mom is a really supportive mom and isn't going to like take all this money that Rupert. her eight year old earns. And like, sorry, my dog just fell off the couch, just scared the crap out of me. Your dog's name is Rupert. <laughs> yeah, my dog's name is Rupert, and he was rolling because he was napping on the couch. He rolled over and fell off the couch. And- <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a worthy interruption of me expressing my concern for like this kid's treatment. <laughs> no, I don't apologize uh, at all. Um, I definitely like suspect, but like, I don't know. This is probably the, this eight year old is probably like the coolest, hottest shit eight year old in his entire friend <laughs> yeah. group, you know, yep. for sure. He got a $33,000 signing bonus and a $5,000 gaming rig. Yep. Absolutely not. Necessary. Gaming setup, setup. So that maybe isn't just the computer, but Team Thirty Three uses their name to as like a. They just fit thirty three into everything because they take thirty three percent of his income that he makes off of like his YouTube channel and thirty three thousand dollars signing. Mm-hmm. 
yeah what's starting it? yep so it's just kind of funny i just thought that was that was pretty cool this sounds like it's one of those esports teams that's like very much like modern party life where they're hosting parties uh with janelle monet and post malone and drake as well yeah you're gonna have an eight-year-old in there smoking dro with post malone like <laughs> what sounds like hell? a bad idea <laughs> i mean you're setting yourself up for failure aren't you just like asking 15 year olds to come like i don't know it just sounds like a bad idea <laughs> it does yeah, uh, what do i know well next we had black panther we may still be waiting for Black Panther and the Avengers, but he has come to Fortnite along with a Wakanda Forever emote um, available as of the 21st, which I think is was Monday. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty sweet. I don't know if you guys got in on Fortnite when they, because they dropped, uh, who'd they drop? Isn't uh, Master, Master Chief, Chief and, and Kratos? And Mandalorian. Yeah. Mandalorian and Baby Yoda, or can I say his name? Are we spoiling? Are we spoiling Baby Yoda's name finally? <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know. I'll, I'll edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really cool. Um, I know they put like that statue up of the Panther statue to kind of like memorialize it when Chadwick Chadwick Boseman passed away, and like I think this is another cool way to like honor that character, and I also think. He's an incredibly popular Marvel character, and they already did their Marvel season. It's amazing that they would miss that opportunity to put him in, so I'm glad he's in now. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad he's in there, and they have this emote that's great and all, but I feel like they could have done this a little bit sooner. And I think it would have still went over really well because it was still really popular then as well. Maybe a little late to the game. Yeah, I'm with you. I I wonder if they just delayed it simply because they didn't want to seem... Like they were taking advantage of the situation and when he passed. Yeah. yeah. Could but that. could they have done it before he passed? Well, the big Marvel thing didn't pop off until afterwards. Like they had that whole season that was dedicated oh. to Marvel stuff. Gotcha. And so I'm wondering if maybe he was originally going to be a part of that. Who knows? I think it's rad that they have him in there. Yeah, regardless of like having, it. Having the emote for the Wakanda for, Forever salute is mm-hmm. badass. Yep. That I love that. Yeah, that's up. I can't believe it's not in Avengers yet, though. What? I want to pound my fist on a table, but I don't have one by me. <laughs> I need of Black Panther and Avengers. You you know that if that game sticks around long enough to have like a big expansion style thing, that they'll do a Wakanda expansion. And Supposedly, the the Wakanda is going to be the next like social hub or whatever. Oh That'd yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Have you AJ? How far are you on that game? Have you played it at all? no not enough. like i just unlocked tony like i haven't played it since i last yeah. talked about it have you finished why the story I just have so many right or now. are you still yeah i'm i was just doing the story i haven't actually played a multi. i did like one multiplayer thing with gucci in like the training simulator gotcha. thing that they have but it's fun i'm definitely gonna play it eventually i have to play it so i can like catch up to their level so that like when there is an update that I can like actually play. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, I mean that Kate, somebody's out. There's a couple of characters I think out now, but. Um, yeah. Kate Blanchett, I think is her Kate name. Bishop, Kate Blanchett's an actress. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, um, can we keep bringing this up uh, week after week though? Cause every time AJ says Kate Blanchett. 
every time. Oh, no. And it's, it oh. cracks me um, up, dude. I love it. I do want to shout out um, Matt Fraction's run on Hawkeye from a number of years ago is fantastic and uh, prominently features Hawkeye, uh, Kate Bishop oh, yeah. in it alongside other Hawkeye and um, it's a delight and has some of the coolest panels. Like it just has a fantastic art style throughout and like really, really good would recommend reading right on is who is Kate Bishop? Is she, is that just her name? Kate Bishop or is she like, a... yeah, that's just the, the young teen Hawkeye. Um, I believe she's a member of the teen Avengers or young Avengers when they um, form. Oh, so she's like the female um, version of Hawkeye. Yes, but she's like a young, you know, she he kind of um Clint Barton kind of takes her under his wing and like mentors her Get a it? little bit. I think there's going to be Did they whole... find her at Dick's Sporting Goods too, playing tetherball or what? <laughs> I actually don't know her origin story that well, but they're doing a whole uh Hawkeye mini series on Disney Plus that's going to center on her and kind that's of dope. Uh, passing that. the baton to her for the MCU. I've always thought Hawkeye was pretty lame, but maybe that's just me. Oh man, you gotta read this Hawkeye comic. It's just like <laughs> he lives, but he's in like a block housing, like apartment building that's like getting like the mob coming by it, the Russian mafia, and is like defending this apartment building from the mob and like fights them off. It's great. <laughs> Oh, good. Time. And it's just like the place where he lives. Like he just lives in this apartment building that's like got a bunch of families in it and he's just fighting them off. It's good. Last, we already, I think this is probably the last. Do you guys think of the cyberpunk thing will get worse or better as we carry on through the holiday? Worse? <laughs> better? I think it'll, I think it'll get better just because they, they're releasing like their third hotfix and stuff. Now. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm by the game's working for yeah. me. <laughs> I also heard there's a January and a February patch yep. planned out. Yep. Um, oh, except for right now, uh, I saw on Twitter that there's an a, a hotfix out, and I like checked what version is installed on my PlayStation, and there was an error. It just said something went wrong. So <laughs> it can't even tell me what version I have right now, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Well, so we kind of... So I want to preempt our conversation around this because like, I feel like we kind of held off on the big cyberpunk 2077 story for the last couple episodes. Like it feels like it was the biggest, it was the elephant in the room that we like, didn't talk about. Which one? Well, just like, I don't think we did like direct news coverage last week on it. Yeah. I don't think you, you did. Maybe not. No. But there was a lot of bad so, shit. I think people who listen to this podcast are probably aware of like the cluster that has been cyberpunk 2077's release and reception by the public. Um, but it still managed to sell 13 million copies according to CD project red. Um, this is from a new story at Kotaku from Ethan Gatch. And so I want to preempt that by saying like, despite all of the bad news that this game is facing, it's still sold 13 million copies and that's factoring in for refunds. And returns. Insane. So I just want that to be like a part of the context. And I think it's really easy when you like follow gaming news the way that people who listen to gaming podcasts, especially ours, probably do, to assume that like everyone on earth has like the beat on how CD Project Red is never gonna live this down and like shame on them. But like 
I think lay people who are just excited about new games and like see the ad on whatever basketball game that they're advertising it on now, like went out and bought it still and like maybe aren't aware of like the snafu that it's yeah. on. Yeah, I which is unfortunate because I'm sure a lot of people are going to open it up for Christmas and be like, oh, fucking sweet. Let me play this on my PS4 and then be, well, I mean, I don't know. It's not going to be fully fixed by then. So I don't know. Definitely. Yeah. And I think I feel like maybe it would be cool if they like patched in like in one of the patches, like just quick put a message in and said like, hey, like if you're playing this game for the first time and like, don't know what's up, like we are going to be updating it in X number of months. And like, it will be a different experience. Then. Yeah. Cause like, if you're not following the news, if you're not in gaming Twitter, like maybe the story passed you by. Yeah. I think that happens a lot, man. And I, just so the listeners know, we started talking about this kind of apropos of nothing, but uh, there was a, um, article I pulled from Vicky Blake on Eurogamer about the CD Project Red investors considering a lawsuit for misleading information, which I totally think is true, man. Like this kind of reminds me of remember when people were all pissed off about watchdogs, the original watchdogs, because they showed something at E3 and then people thought it was going to be a certain way and it wasn't that way when the game released and people got pissed off. Yeah, well, this happens a lot. I mean, there was that Spider-Man thing, too, with the puddles. Uh, yeah. yeah. But the puddles, <laughs> the puddles, I think the puddles was cord. kind of, like, ungrou- unfounded, man. Like, I mean, I get what you're saying, but, like... Yeah. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah, the, the Watch Dogs thing yeah. was legit shady. And this, versus, this is the same thing. Yeah, like, this is a yeah. company intentionally misleading you for financial gain. Like, and they they 100% did this, like... Don't you think there's no there's no really two ways about it? Like they say they didn't play it enough on the Xbox and PS4 versions, which is complete bullshit. There's no way that's fucking true. And they still release it. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's pretty fucked up. And I am I don't know. It's it's weird to me that they're trying to get a class action lawsuit basically for investors to make more money, which whatever, it doesn't matter. But I feel like I mostly feel for the people like Chris is talking about who bought this game because they think it looks sweet and it does and are going to play it on either a base PS4 or even a PS4 Pro. I don't think it's running much better and find nothing but disappointment. So I don't know. They didn't need to do it. Yeah. Imagine if you have a connection too. If you're just a kid who gets a game and tries to play it, it's going to be completely unplayable with just a disc. And the other interesting thing, I'd heard this earlier today because I was listening to Giant Bomb while I was putting together that fancy-ass snowblower I got. (laughs) And uh, they said that if your save file reaches up to 8 megabytes, that's it can make, like, completely ruin your save. Yeah, I just read that. I think for you. (laughs) I've been hearing that this week, too. And that just stresses me out. Right? Yeah, because like if you craft one too many dildos, dude, you're fucked. You know what I mean? Maybe don't. Literally, did you hear that? Did you see that they put a fix that to like have less dildos in the game? There was an article about. (laughs) 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 Fucking idiots! It's there were so many. Like you'd pick one up every fucking two minutes, like on the ground, randomly on the street. 
did they do that patch yet or not? Because like I feel like I need the before and after experience of like Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven dildos versus non dildos. <laughs> I, I think they did. <laughs> I've not seen a single dildo yet. I don't think. But I'm also oh, very early in the game. It was egregious. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of funny. Um, well, and I, uh, I feel sure. like that's we'll find more to rag on Cyberpunk about next week. I'm sure, but. I want to do one week without talking about Cyberpunk. Good luck. There's just more and more to talk about regardless because of the way that this game is panning out. There are fixes that are coming. Hopefully things will work out and yay, the game's, you know, how everything was supposed to be and this lawsuit goes away. But I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, at least not anytime soon. And age is right. Like, I, I think people who are finding it to run fine or having a pretty good experience like most people i mean there's a reason it has almost a 90 metacritic score on for pc and yeah considerably lower than that on console so mm-hmm. uh chris just don't craft too much man and you'll be fine but i am I'm, i would be too <laughs> I'm dude back into engineering and i'm doing a craft yeah engineer. like what what would you do like i mean what are you going to be thinking if you're File size is like 7.8 megabytes, and you're like, oh shit. What happens if. Where is the stash? Yeah. Well, I think, and you know, I, I could be wrong about this, but like, I have like stared at that save screen a lot, and like, I don't think the save files tell you how big they are. Oh no. <laughs> you have to go into the files. You have to go in. Yeah. You gotta. Into this game. What if I'm at 7.9? I don't know. See what happens, I guess. Yeah, roll those dice, bro. Be a true cyberpunk. Um, you know? <laughs> Their stock price took such a bath. Yeah. And I haven't checked it in about a week. It is the lowest um, I've caught it, but it dropped like 33% or 29% or something. Yeah. Um, it cost the founders of that company $1.8 billion in wealth. That is crazy. Yeah. So the reason I bring this up is I want to, I want to take the temperature of the people on, on the pod here and say like, do you have faith that CD project will work its magic and like turn this game around in a way that like people get their trust back? And do you think that will then feed into their stock price recovery. You know, I with any game and any game developer, I always hope for the best for them just because it's hard to do what you do if you know about the developing, you know, the stages and all that fun stuff. That being said, this one has had so many things happen in the beginning that it might take a little bit longer than, you know, other games coming out to fix everything and gain that trust back. I feel like it's going to take a little bit longer, if anything. Well, they give a lot of stuff well, away for good. free, so I think people gonna like them because they're gonna have free dlcs for this probably they're giving us the witcher 3 on ps5 for well they're upgrading your version if you already own it for free people are gonna hear that stuff and get you know happy positive articles written about them and i think it'll repair them a little bit but i'm never gonna forget this launch and like i was almost i wasn't like a defender of cd project red before but i was definitely one of the people that were like thinking that they were the gamers developer you know I think they definitely position themselves that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess to answer your question, yes. I think yeah. they'll fix it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel agree? like it'll take a while for their reputation to be recouped, though. I don't know if you can 
it sucks, but like doing a bunch of good stuff doesn't make up for one bad thing can fuck you way worse than the equivalent good thing can make you look good. You know what I mean? Like all the goodwill that they built up with Witcher 3 is now in the past. And this is the most salient thing that we have to look at. And it's not good. Mm -hmm. So, and I feel like it's going to be a long haul for them to make up for it. Kind of like, and I, I just, just real quick, like, cause I didn't get to be on last week and you guys were talking about mass effect and I'm, I'm stoked about mass effect too, but I like, again listening to other podcasts on my way back and forth to nebraska i was hearing other people say things and it's like why do we trust bioware to make good on mass effect or dragon age yeah because like they've had anthem and mass effect andromeda and like i'm with you i'm stoked for more mass effect but i don't know why because there's no indication that it's going to be good based on their last two attempts they're just going to break our hearts again. I don't know. Yeah. My, I also enjoyed Andromeda. So what do you, a bunch of the people who are like hands on with the original trilogy were back, but now like those two higher ups left bio. Yeah. Right? But it sounds like they're, it sounds like in terms of hiring, like part of the hiring process for, whatever mass effect will continue as teasing has been like parts of the original team being hired back on, but I'm, I'm incredibly skeptical of it. I also haven't played Andromeda yet and I didn't touch Anthem because it kind of turned into a type of game that I'm not interested in dedicating my time to. And so like I, I've shied away from their recent games in a way that like, if you had time traveled back to like 2010 or 2009, whenever I was like, obsessed with mass effect 2 which i think is still like one of my top 10 games ever like would not believe yeah speaking of all this trusting bioware that leads us perfectly to our mostly normal question which john put in and i like it links over to an article because apparently i think it was today kfc revealed that they're coming out with a video game console no yeah, it was today. And it also keeps your the KF console keeps your chicken warm too. with the C from KFC. Yeah, it spelling the It's not a slouch either. It um has a NVMe one terabyte SSD similar to like the speed of the Xbox Series X and the PS5. It supports VR. It's 4K 240 FPS. Has an Intel Core i9 processor and it's VR ready. And also, you can upgrade it just like a PC. But my point, why don't you just do PC? Why do you have to have a KFC console with right. a tray to warm your chicken, which isn't really sanitary because it would break your shit? I don't think it's a good idea. Yeah, it's. I mean, it sounds like a terrible idea. I completely agree with you. Like, <laughs> If they could fry the chicken, what? Though, that would everything. What's that? <laughs> If it could fry yeah. the chicken for you. Even then, it would be, again, like, it would just break your shit. And why would you want to do that? Pay, pay, like, $500 to fry your chicken in a console that you could possibly play a game in and then break it and have to buy another piece to fix it again? Right. And also, combining greasy fried chicken with video games horrible is a horrible idea. idea. Yeah. I, like, almost have anxiety attacks when, like, Sarah will, like, eat a chip yeah. and then touch the oh, I'm not going to lie. The... I do that. I do that. Uh, 
Yeah. I can't do that. I have to keep them clean. I, I don't like them. Like, I agree. I want to have, like, I try to wipe my hands off the best possible or, you know, I'll get gross and I'll lick them, whatever. But I'm, I like chips, so I can't not. Philistine. <laughs> it's a pair of NVMe SSDs. That's two terabytes. Oh, damn. Of- yeah, you're right. So here's, here's the thing. When did KFC's brand identity just turn into like extremely online? They have a dating sim. Oh yeah, they've got their like Lifetime original series Stop. romance movie. Um, I think it's called like a recipe chicken. for love. It's literally like they're. Um, I can't think of the actor's name. He's from Saved by the Bell, and he like hosts a bunch of. Oh, shows. Mario Lopez. Mario Lopez is the colonel in a in a Lifetime original movie about. It's like a recipe for love or something oh, like I like Mario Lopez they're out here making no. the wildest swings at KFC Mario Lopez as Colonel Sanders in this week's Hallmark Christmas movie like I mean that's pretty close to the sentence you just fucking said dude and yeah. I don't know what a fantastic world we live in Corona sucks and all man so, I'm not like this year sucked but I mean come on we still got cool shit how much is it? It doesn't say, but I'm guessing a fucking shitload. And it does specify console. Like Andrew was saying, like if it was a PC, it's one thing, but like who's going to put games on this thing? Are they seriously going to? I wouldn't do like, it. No, I would. I bet you it's going to be around five ninety nine. As a former Ouya owner, um, don't <laughs> Dude, do you it. owned an Ouya? That's awesome. Yep. It's still, I think it's still in my parents' basement. <laughs> I bet you could get some money for it one of these days. Sadly, the store. I turned out. it on once, saw the user interface, and quit. <laughs> right. Didn't buy a single game for it. Worst, worst use of money in my entire life. It says it runs at 240 frames per second at 4K. Yeah, that's nuts. Mm. Did you say that already? I don't know. Yeah. KFC's out here putting the Xbox Series X in its place. Most powerful console, my ass. Microsoft exactly. Stuff oh, it's exactly. a PC. That's basically what it is. <laughs> Is the, so so your question was which non gaming company would you trust to make a video game? Yeah, system? if you can think of one, We've, we're running a bit long. So if not, yeah. Sorry, I also have no concept for how long the podcast has been because my recording time started when I joined the yeah. podcast. I think so. I can just shut up. I I don't trust anyone to make game consoles anymore. We need to cancel the whole endeavor. <laughs> I agree. Just no more. No more. Games. Yeah, uh, but I that's a good one. That's a that's a keeper. Anywho, All right. that ought to do it for this week. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Angie, you want to let people know where they can find you? Yeah, at Stellar Smalls, uh, Instagram and Twitter. Sweet. Mm, let's see. AJ, how about you? You can find me at AJ underscore ID. That's E-I-D-E. Give me a follow. And Chris. I'm at VG Occasion on Twitter and just deep down the well of cyberpunk probably for the next two weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get back to us on how many times they bring up suicide, which is kind of dark. Do we need another, yeah. yet another dark game? That was what I was going to say about AC Valhalla, man, too. That game's fucking dark, too. Anyway, you can find me at Johnny Samsonite on the Twitterverse. If you want to contribute to our content, you most certainly can do that. You can hit us up at podcast at mostlynormalgamers.com. You can follow us on the Twitterverse at MN Gamers Podcast. You can sign up for our newsletter, Mostly Normal Monthly, at mngamers.substack.com or go over to our website, 
mostlynormalgamers.com and sign up there. Check it out. And lastly, leave us a five-star review because as AJ said last week, it makes Chris happy. And <laughs> you don't really need a, re- like a reason. Very few things will. And also, it's my birthday tomorrow, so you have to leave five <sighs> stars just to make yeah, you feel exactly. better. Yeah, no. exactly. Angie was on. It's your birthday on the 24th? Yeah. Happy early Thank birthday. You. Happy birthday. Also, happy belated birthday when the yeah, sun's exactly, out. Exactly. Time is a paradox. <laughs> I Thank hope you. it is and was a fantastic one. Oh, you guys are great. All right, y'all. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye.